0: You're listening to the We Speak Common podcast network. For more information and to support the show, head to wespeakcommon.com. This week, we're talking about inter-party conflict. How do you run it? How do you make sure it's safe? And how do you make the best story from it? Welcome to We Speak Common. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the D&D podcast for everyone because here we speak common. This is the show brought to you in partnership with the Dice Dungeon, your UK-based provider for all things Dungeons and Dragons. You can fuel your Dice Goblin addiction with premium sets of D&D dice made of glass, metal, resin, or uh, or all of the other things that you find hidden deep, dark caves across the realms. You can grab the latest adventures or expansions for D&D in beautiful limited edition covers. And right now, if you are uh, celebrating a holiday, they have holiday calendars that give you dice every day of the month of December up until you know, the typical holiday. So, what are you waiting for? Go and have a look at the link in the description below. You can follow that to the website, have a peruse, a little look around. And then, uh, when you check out, use the code WE Speak Common at checkout, and you will get 10% off your entire order. We're also brought to you in partnership with Describe, spelled D-S-C-R-Y-B. And if you're not very good at writing those epic scenes to wow your players, or you want to recreate the box texts from your favourite adventures, or maybe you just want inspiration for your next big scene, Describe Have You Covered. They offer over 8,500 scenes of places, monsters, spells, uh, things you can read as a player, things you can read as a DM. And they're just like box texts from your favourite adventure book, but designed to be read aloud in your own campaign. You can start the adventure of a lifetime with the help of Describe. Finally crafted box text right now by visiting the link below. Uh, it's dscryb.com. You can use the word "common" at checkout to get ten percent off if you decide that you want to describe. If you decide that you want to subscribe to describe, that was that was that was a, that was a tricky sentence. If you want to subscribe, ten percent off each month for the first two years using the code "common" at checkout. Link and all the info below. Um, let's let's jump into it uh, with my good friend James. Hello. Hello. Uh, didn't expect to see you here tonight, my friend. <laughs> didn't expect to be here
1: tonight.
0: <laughs> Until about five minutes ago.
1: Yeah, uh, I'm totally
0: not procrastinating at all. No, no, not, not even anything. Um, I had one of those nights where uh, some things had to get rearranged last minute and James is here uh, saving the day, which actually works out weirdly really well because there's something happening in two weeks' time, James, that both you and I are attending. Oh, yeah, that thing. That thing. I don't know. I don't I don't think I've spoken about this yet. This is not a well-kept secret at all. It is kind of out there and about there on uh, the Discord servers that I'm on. But uh, over in the UK, in the good old uh, rainy city of London, on the 3rd of December, which is, uh, hang on, I've got to think about dates. The day this releases, it won't be this weekend. It won't be, hang on, what day is it today? It's not this weekend, it's next weekend. The 3rd of December, it's a Saturday, in London, is the convention called Dragon Meet. And uh, I'm going, and so is James. James is going to be there too. I I have no idea
1: what to expect, but uh, I'm sure it'll be great.
0: (laughs) Me neither. Um, We're reason we're attending is uh one because it's fun and it's a convention uh, and why not but two our good friends ben and dave over at the dice dungeon have a booth they're going to be there they're going to be uh, putting out loads of dice for people to come and look at and to buy if you wish uh, and the lovely lovely people that they are invited me along uh, way back when they got uh, everything confirmed and um I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go say hi. I'm going to meet them in the flesh. I'm going to be walking around and I would love to meet some wonderful, wonderful people. So if you are in London, if you're thinking of going or maybe you're hearing about it for the first time, I'll pop a link in the description below um, of this episode so you can go and like, look into it. But if you want to come, if you want to come say hi, jump on the Discord server and, uh, and, and tell me. Tell me you're going to be there. Ticket
1: prices are reasonable. Just could, just could pull that out of there. Not too bad. Yeah.
0: Yeah it's one of those it's one of those times of years because it's you know coming up to like holidays and things but also because life is just tough at the moment that things like that are not doable for many people but yeah the ticket prices are super reasonable um, yeah so if it's something you want to do you want to get out for a day and uh and you want to play hunt ben and james we'll be walking around and you might bump into us and if you do i'll hand you something fun there Ooh. you go, there you go. That's uh, you know what it is, James. You've seen I it. do, but, but still. Ooh. <laughs> ooh, there you go. Um, yeah, describe Saturday the third of December in London. If you're going, jump on the We Speak Commons server. Let me know, and uh, we'll try and we'll try and say hi. Let's uh, let's not talk about that though, because uh, there will be lots of people listening that aren't going. I can hear your lovely gremlin. Uh, yeah. barking in the background she's not happy
1: about being uh, <laughs> very quickly she... <laughs> moved downstairs
0: <laughs> J- james said to me when i pulled him in he went oh yeah i can help you but you have to be all right with uh, with elsie being about and probably barking and i was like yeah no that's fine and and now i can hear her and i actually think that the listeners won't be able to hear her because of my noise gate but um yeah for all intents and purposes james does own a, a goblin yeah i think that's an apt description for her as well yeah we, we do actually often just call her our little gremlin. You've got to see now the listeners won't know this, but when you got uh Elsie, <laughs> you were trying to convince um uh your other half, yeah that, to, to name her something D and D related, and uh, Wesley and I are still very sad that you didn't go with TMMA. I mean, I try, I tried
1: getting Tia in there, so it was nice and subtle, but she, she just didn't want to go for Tia. I get it though. Yeah. I, know, I think we, we thought of a few other names, but she
0: didn't like any of them either. Um, I think we suggested a few names of our party members. Yeah. <laughs> and things like that. Um, yeah, it's a shame. I mean, in my eyes, she will always be Tia Matt and she will always be a goblin, which Indeed. is contradictory, but nonetheless, um, Today, we're talking about something that I think maybe stresses people out. And um, it's one of those things in d and that it, it either goes really, really well or not well at all um, and, and can be tough to, to manage. However, you have successfully managed it many times. I feel like I have successfully managed it. with our party um and i have also i think you two actually i think we both have dm'd it and played it yeah yeah um and that's what we like to call it in the uk being a big dick uh (laughs) inter-party conflict how to play in a party how to run a party where people they're just not getting on they're just not liking each other yeah um where should we start with this should we start with the 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 kind of generals, the things to be aware of if this is happening in a game that you're part of regardless of whether you're involved or not. Yeah. Okay. So for background, because I'm sure we'll get into some some tales and tidbits, uh I played a character that long-time listeners will know, Claathian. He <laughs> uh he got into, he was in Descent, James was running yeah. and he got into a, a bit of a, a a hate, hate relationship with Wesley's character Drell. Um, they really didn't get on. It was very, very like to the point where Wesley and I would check in with each other at the end and the beginning of every session. Yeah. Um. You know, they were very heated and then it got to the point where Clath killed Drell, which is something we'll get onto. Yeah. Drell was brought back to life by a devil through a deal, a devil that, you know, was aligned with Clath and was using him. Then he lost his memories. And so they were, they were friends and Clath felt very weird. <laughs> it was like, I don't know whether we should give Drell his memories back because we actually get on now. And I love it. Um, and then we did restore his memories, but Drell managed to like retain everything. And so their relationship began to flourish. And I think actually now they're quite, I don't, I don't know if you'd call them friends, but they're very, they relied on each other, and I think that there's a bond there. there. There's there's trust there, to a degree. Yeah, 100%. And so, you know, they went from being completely unaligned to very much aligned, and that was the storyline, the arc for them, which I is a very important part of inter-party conflict, I think. I think the fun part as well is, like, if they weren't completely unaligned? No, I mean, they had, they had the same goal, yeah. but apart from that, everything else was all over the place, I think. Yeah, I think, I think shit really only began to hit the fan between you two when you actually got into hell. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Um, and then from your point of view, I've DM'd you playing as... I think most of your inter-party conflict comes from Braylar, doesn't it? Yeah, it does come from Braylar. <laughs> yeah, so in our Tomb of Annihilation campaign, that's still ongoing because it's been going on for about five years, that's not even an exaggeration, um, Braelar, Battlehammer, the dwarf, uh, is very... Would you say he's stalwart in his beliefs? Yeah, he's, he's very stuck in what he thinks is right and wrong. Mm-mm. And so there are a lot of... Um, there's, no, there's no hatred between him and the party members, but there's, there's a lot of debated conversation, I think it's fair to
1: call it. Yeah, and, and occasionally the odd bit of frustration.
0: Yeah. So that's kind of where we're at. We've both would it, we've both played it. What are the key things that we need to think about? James, do you want to kick us off with something? um key thing
1: is it shouldn't you shouldn't get bogged down in it to the point where you
0: have decision paralysis yeah yeah 100 percent. i think that's um that's a good one for your kind of situation where you don't hate each other you're not you're not angry at each other but you can't you can't agree on something we,
1: we we sort of did that quite recently um yeah and i could have played that the complete opposite way.
0: Yeah. So you guys came across someone who a retired red wizard, who very much was evil and had done evil things, but was now saying he just wanted to live a life and be free of it. Um, You gagged and bound him. You questioned him and you couldn't decide whether to kill him or not.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was was clear from the questioning. He was, you know, he was, he was clearly a good, a good guy by this point, ready to redeem himself. Um, Mm -hmm. But the yeah. rest,
0: of, rest of the party weren't willing to take that chance. No, they couldn't see a world where a Red Wizard would be good and yeah. would retire. And so the conflict was around the decision of what to do and how everyone would feel about that and whether they want to be a part of it. Yeah. Decision paralysis is a tough one, I think. Um, actually, it's probably one we could do a whole episode about because it comes up quite often in D&D, I find, especially... In games where the, the characters all know, yeah, like the, they all have different things they want to be doing. I
1: think the, um, well, the good bit was we got to a point where I think it was Ray. Ray just went, Look, we're not going to budge on this. And obviously, this was Ray speaking, not not yeah. character. He was like, We're not going to budge on this. Are you going to budge? He was like, No, Bray Lyle wouldn't budge on this. Mm. Um, and then it was a case of I think I thought to myself, I was like, I could go two ways with this. I could force what I want, mm-hmm. or I could figure out, think to myself, "Well, I'm the minority here. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a way I could still have that conflict in there, mm-hmm. and not have it be re- really weird." And me turn around and said, "Yeah,
0: sure, I'll kill him." Um, yeah. Where I made the decision to have my
1: character walk away.
0: Yeah, and I think that's that's a real key thing around how to play off conflicts and and things like that so let's let's start with i think there's a massive train going by now as well so we've got all of the noises this episode um let's start off with this type of conflict then let's really delve into this rather than going into the more um character-led stuff we'll do that in a bit but this because i think that maybe this is more likely to come up where you have a party that's coherent and they get on and they are traveling together and all that kind of stuff all the kind of normal DD stuff the situation comes up they disagree for me, if if I was a DM and there'd been no conflict between the players before, like maybe it's early on in the campaign or something, um, it's at that point that I want to watch how it goes down and how the characters uh, and maybe the players respond. Yeah. Um, I think with us, we know that we're our characters speaking, are not us speaking. Yeah. Um, we know that, and and we check in with each other, which is something we'll get to, but. If I was the DM or if I was a player in this and and I felt like, oh, okay, this is now conflict. How do I like? How do I feel about this, this is what's happening? The first time it's kind of like touching base and seeing and, and being aware that if something isn't right, maybe you need to say something then and there. Like, okay, I'm not sure I want to go into an argument with our characters. Um, if you're happy with it and everyone else seems happy with it, then by all means, debate away. The point that I think you're making when you get to that decision paralysis is when, and this is something Ray's very good at, is when you need to stop playing, yeah. <laughs> which is a weird, a weird <laughs> thing to say in D&D. Like, we never want to stop playing, but you kind of just have to go, okay, hang on, this is Ben here. Um, I don't feel like, I feel like we're going around in a circle. Here's what I want. Here's what you want. Is that true? Yes, no. Okay, what, what, what do we do for the betterment of the game? Yeah. Um, and, and to be fair, Ray is very good at doing that in our group. Yeah. I think the rest of us are catching up with that too. Like, it's something I... I aspire to do if i see us in that situation as a player yeah. or a dm to be fair
1: and it's it's just generally a good thing to do sometimes like whether you're in party conflicts or not of just stopping and going are we all on the same page
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there were a few moments in that particular encounter when Braylar said something and uh ray plays wolfgang uh ray actually came out of character and went i just want to make sure james that i'm not saying something and doing something that you don't want in the game yeah rather than it like he was saying is this something that braila doesn't want or something that james doesn't want because those yeah. are two very different things one is inter-party conflict uh, is like inter-character party conflict the other is just player conflict and that's yeah. the thing
1: you don't want yeah I mean, because you know, me and James, I'd be perfectly happy just to fucking gank the bitch.
0: <laughs> <laughs> You're ruthless. You're like, yeah, kill them. I you don't know, care. We have
1: got a fucking job to do. Let's get on with it. But well, give me the exp. Um, but you know, Brolo wasn't happy with that. So so I had to think to myself, like, yeah, he's not happy with this. He's gonna he's gonna fight his corner. But at the end of the day, um, he also still had a job to do. He wasn't gonna let him let it stop him.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, There are, I think, other times when this conflict comes up and it's around like plan making or um, when you're given two options, the party has two options to decide on. Uh, I think the worst time is when you've got an even number. If you've got a party of four (sighs) and it's an even split, that's when it's the hardest to like resolve it because there's no minority or um, majority is the other word. My advice for this kind of conflict is as a DM, try not to have it too often. You want to put in things that question your players and question the characters, but you don't want them to feel like they're arguing all the time. Yeah. Do you, how do you feel as a player going through that kind of conflict? Like, What are the things that you try to do and try to avoid? I mean,
1: I try to make sure it doesn't just come out of nowhere.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like if, if Bradar had been perfectly happy, like killing everything along the way and then got to that point and just be like, no, like it would have been a bit weird. Yeah, um, like you can't make it up on the spot. Like, yeah, it wasn't because like the, the conflict I don't think was really surprising for anybody. No, I would agree with that. Um which I think is key. Making sure it's it's not surprising it doesn't come out of nowhere. Um
0: And yeah. But what was the question again? <laughs> What are the things you, you try to do and you try to avoid? Um, and then I suppose, I
1: suppose avoiding is you just want to try and avoid steamrollering everybody. Mm. Like, especially if you're playing a character who's quite loud. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fair.
1: <laughs> um, you know, I have to avoid just sort of like shouting everyone down. You want you yeah. to, yeah, while Braylar might actually have shouted them all down, I, James, I'm not going to shout everyone down,
0: even role playing Braylar. So that's a really key point, right? I think that the finer dialed in version of that is not saying, well, it's what my character would do. It's like you have to find that point where you go, okay, my character is going to accept defeat and would react in this way as to not negatively affect the game. And that's literally what you described doing earlier. About yeah. About the whole like, well, I'm, I'm the majority here. They want to do it. We've got a job to do. Fine. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to be a part of it. Yeah. Um, oh, my, my brain is mushed tonight. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's okay.
0: I have sprung a D&D conversation I, on you last minute. I had a really good coherent point there and it has vanished. <laughs> Well, if it comes back, just uh just shout at me. Just yeah. in, just steamroll at me and tell me. Yeah. Um Oh there we go, okay. it's back.
1: Um, there we go, there we right. go. If you get to the point and your character is having that kind of conflict constantly, and it is a case of your character is the minority and they're the one there, you need to really consider is your character the right fit for the
0: party, or does that character need to leave? Yes. Yeah, we've been in this situation before too, where you just you just think, and I think a good sign for me as a player when I've been a player, it's like, uh, why am I not having fun? Yeah, because the DM hasn't changed, the party hasn't changed, like the players. I mean, the the um the story is one I I vibe with. What's the thing that's stopping me from having fun? And sometimes it's the character you're playing.
1: Yeah, because. Um, not to speak for Sam, but I think Sam was having that problem a bit with Ronan.
0: Yeah. Ronan was a tricky one because he was, um, he wasn't quite th- hitting the points mechanically that Sam wanted. Yeah. And so we made a change and then the story went in a way that meant he was making decisions that weren't aligned with the party at all. Yeah. And that put him in constant conflict. And he was like, well, He's made the decisions he would have made. I'm glad I did that. But now I'm not welcome in the party and it feels weird to be carrying, carrying on with him. Yeah. Um, and now, hey, now Ronan might turn up and kill you all in your sleep. That's an NPC. so mm, We'll, we'll you know, see who does the ganking. It's, well, it's created a plot point, is, is my point. But yeah. um, nonetheless, someone will die eventually and it will be Braylar. Um, but the... At the ripe old age of 350. I mean he's, he's done well for himself
1: to be fair. He's only thirty. Oh is he? <laughs> he's not very old
0: Ben. Oh, he's a babe. <laughs> yeah. Don't dwarves like reach adulthood at like a hundred or something?
1: No, it is it is sort of like twenty-thirty, they they reach adulthood if I remember right. Uh, they. they just live forever. They just live for ages, yeah. Not quite as long as elves, but
0: you know. But not far off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about conflict conflict then oh spicy stuff the spicy stuff um i think what i want to start on here is the the safety tools i think so because we're gonna we're gonna talk about some things that happened in this campaign and a lot of them sound like they could be dnd horror stories yeah. none of them were because of how wesley and i worked around it all so we started the campaign and Drell and Clath clashed a little bit, but not much. Yeah, um, It was clear they were like a bit off with each other, but it wasn't, it was nothing bad. Like it was all very standard D&D stuff. And then I don't, I can't remember when it was. It. I think it was when we got into hell, but at some point in this campaign, I remember messaging you and Wesley privately from the group and saying, look, I think this is getting to a place now where these guys do not like each other at all. And I want to make sure we're all happy with how things are going and we're all okay with everything because I'm very much okay with exploring like that avenue and where it goes. And you were like, yeah, cool. I'll DM that. That's fine. And Wesley said, Ben, I love the story. Let's keep going and see what happens. And I said something like, "Okay, well, let's check in with each other after every session, then."
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean Wesley, the our, our resident role play god, yeah, was just like, although he
0: hates to hear it. Yeah,
1: he does. Uh, was just basically like, "Yeah, we're gonna roll with this, Ben."
0: Mm. <laughs> I, feel like no, he I was, think I,
1: he was so enthusiastic for it.
0: He was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah," and I think I even said to him, "Okay, but this might end up in like Clath trying to kill you," and he was like, "Yeah." do it and i was like you're happy for me to actively hurt your character and he was like yeah 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 um so we set up a system where uh in game if anything crossed the line we just we just say there and then oh hang on that feels a bit weird um and we never Wesley and I were so okay with verbally abusing each other that we, <laughs> we never were, got like, there. We never got there. You to just um, like apologise to each other profusely at the end of every
1: session. At one point,
0: literally, it got to the point where drill and, and like I don't mean like it wasn't horrible. It wasn't like we were telling each other to go jump off a bridge or something. Like we were, we were just bitter with each other and we would we would ha- make snide little comments and and say horrible things in conversation like oh well it's all your fault and oh you know we blamed each other like they had resentment um which sounds not very fun but it was quite enjoyable it's quite cathartic although at the end of the episode end of the episode at the end of the session uh Wazoo and i would both be like okay Whew. We'd be like, what an amazing session. That's incredible. And then like that, that buzz would go away and we'd both sort of sit back and just like sigh. Yeah. And then one of us would always go first, but we'd be like, just a reminder that I am, not, I am not my character and I love you very much and you're very important to me. And like <laughs> that, was, that was our ritual at the end of every episode, uh, end of every session. And I would yeah. even message him and be like, hey, is everything okay? Just checking in. Like, are, is everything the way that you okay, are okay with it? And he would do the same. And because of that, our friendship was never touched by the hatred that I colleagues yeah. had for each other. What was it like DMing that? Oh, it was so much fun. <laughs> okay, why? <what are> <laughs> I just felt like a puppet master. To be fair, you did, as soon as we gave you the AOK, you were like, great, I'm going to make it worse.
1: Yeah, I, I full-on went, went straight in on that. And I've, I've just found my notebook of when I was doing my session recaps, which sadly, I think, ended up stopping because work kind of got yeah. in the way. Um, I think the we last, did have a big gap in this campaign. Yeah, and then the last one, just looking now, is of when you were given the deal... The deal for you give the sword and everybody gets to live.
0: Oh yeah, we were put in a situation um, where it was a Mexican standoff. Yeah,
1: because this was because so what sort of happened is you two had been like fighting for a while, um, just over like minor petty stuff and. You and your devils. And yeah, he thought not, I
0: was evil. Him not quite I getting, was a hypocrite.
1: Not getting the difference between demons and devils. That's so frustrating. Yeah, and then you kind of both got to Avernus, and I think one of you was like, oh, I'm going to apologise to one. I think that might have been you. Like, your character was going to...
0: I really tried, yeah. and he, like, spat in my face. Well, no, yeah.
1: No, no, it wasn't even that. There was, like, this thing where you got really... Ang- well, AF, sorry, I should say. Got yeah. really yeah. angry. I've literally got wrote here... I'm um, enraged at Drell and and consorting with a demon. Kla'ath confronted them in an yes. attempt to show them the problem of demons. Kla'ath dragged Drell over to the bridge and forced him to look down. And Drell has a fear of heights. And you were there oh, shoving yeah. his face over. And I was, like,
0: I was like, look at the blood war, 500 feet below us. Yeah.
1: Um, and that kind of caused problems to your characters there. Um, And then you got to, it was that deal point was the deal breaker. You'd spoken to a Ruvian and gone, look, I think Drell's might be a problem for us. He might put us at risk. We
0: were in a a situation where um, there were three of us in the party and I said to the other character, I don't trust Drell. How do you feel about him? Yeah, And she was like... I'll, I'll, If if it has to be done, we will we'll make it happen. And I was like, great. She like she, she gave, I said, look, if I have to, if I have to kill him, are you okay with that? And she was like, if you have to, yes. Yeah. Um. Which gave me the green light to then kill him. Yeah. At the end, at the end of that session.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it was it was a case of he, drill. he betrayed to, us. Well, he he made a foolish decision based on his values and morals, but... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Which, as an evil
1: person, I don't
0: understand.
1: Yeah, um, well, he tried to deal with the the guy and his hellhounds, but it just ended up resulting in like a load of children and innocent people dying. Uh, yeah, um, yeah. You know, there was there was the children Harkina, Daisy, and Root. They died. Oh my
0: god, you've got their names. Um,
1: there what was Pillstubs. Pilster Pebblechuck, his wife and his three children—they were—they died. Oh, the Pebblechucks! Um, no. There was Layla, the child. She died, no. and then there was, of course, Raya, um, oh, who had been companion. with you, been with you since Erdis, and then Raya died after Drell continued to go on after everybody had already died, apart from Raya. Yeah,
0: yeah. He went. He went. Oh, I'll make this deal. It didn't work, and then he attempted to make the same deal again.
1: Yeah, it's, well, he refused to make the deal. Yeah, um, same difference. And then I think it was like, at the end of that, you just went, look, Eruvian, didn't there And Eruvian Iruv- was like, yeah, sure. And you just went,
0: fireball. <laughs> Bombarded him. Um, uh, gave the sword over and was like, okay, cool. Not realising uh, that,
1: Gogath was literally waiting and intervened right at the second before he died because technically Drell didn't actually die.
0: No, yeah, he, he was on death saves, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, but I'm still gonna say I killed him. So we we got to that point, and I think the the way we got there, um, and and all of these things like PVP. Um, saying horrible things to another player at the table, like, you know, convincing another character to kill another character. Like, all of these things are things you don't do in D&D. They're very much the, no, 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 no. We have, we, we don't go there. Yeah. And we only could because we were constantly communicating and checking in and making yeah. sure everything was okay.
1: And then, then we just had to
0: deal with the aftermath. Yeah, yeah, which was complicated and a very long story but he he survived and then obviously had even deeper hatred for me because i tried to kill him or i did kill him um but because he was working for galgath and galgath i work for galgath he (laughs) essentially worked for me which then became like like slavery effectively like i was like no no no, you're not going to do that and he was like fine Yeah. Um, which is another like big no-no controlling another character. For example, like uh, was a warlock, um, had had a special item that let him fireball, but he um he went down a route of taking spells that manipulated people. You know, he had command, he had charm person, he you know, all of these things, hold person, hold monster, like things that he could use to manipulate people, dominate person, um, stuff like that. And I said to Wesley this is the type of person that Clath is. Like, yeah. this is the route he will take with Drell if we're going this way. Are you okay with that? And he was like, yeah. And, yeah. It, and from that point on, like, I think the gloves were always off with us. Like, anything could go. Yeah,
1: yeah I mean, the, the conflict didn't really finish, if you think about it, because um, it went all the way up to the end, um, especially after Drell fulfilled his contract and got free. Um, yeah. Because you were all about ganking, Ariel yeah and, um, we, yeah yeah
0: we couldn't agree
1: yeah he couldn't agree and then at the end Claath just kind of had to stand there hopelessly as a rufi and drell redeemed her
0: well this is the thing because <laughs> we always knew that you could either redeem her or kill her and claaf Kla'ath, whole story was that he he was trying to get galgath into into zariel's position as archduke of avernus and so his his brain was his plan was i'm going to kill her because then she's not a threat to come back yeah that was his whole logic right and when but i mean clath grew as a person too he's not really evil he is a bad person yeah but he does bad things for good reasons like the deals he makes at to to better boulder's game make it a better city so when it it got to the point at the end of the campaign where he was saying to yeruvian and to Drell, like you guys are my friends like you are you I couldn't have done any of the things I've done here without you being here and helping me and I appreciate that. And I think at one point I even said to them it's this point in the campaign at the end I was like it's this point here that we and like went through where we were that his backup plan stopped being a one-way ticket out of hell to save himself yeah. and started being a how do I save these two if things go sour. Yeah. Which is like a massive debt for him, but it still meant that when we got to the end and we were faced with the decision of, do we try and redeem her or do we try and kill her that they were like, Hey, we want to try and redeem. And it was a minority majority thing. It was a three person party. Hell, we got both types of conflicts here. Yeah, um, Klaaf came to the point where he was like, okay, fine. You try and redeem her. I'm not, ge- I'm not being involved with it because she'll see you right through me. She knows I want to kill her, but if it fails, you have to. You have to help me kill her. Yeah, and they they agreed, and annoyingly, they bloody succeeded, didn't they?
1: <laughs> I don't know, against, it was against all odds as well. Yeah, it was. Um, I think I remember rolling that dice and thinking, "Fuck it, hell." <laughs> yeah,
0: it was. It was annoying. I really wanted to fight. I only knew we couldn't. Like we weren't going to survive that fight, but I really wanted to. Um, and hilariously. Clath has a, a feather that summons Zariel now. Yeah, he does. He hasn't <laughs> used it yet. No.
1: I think you all got did you all get one of those? Been a while. Mm, maybe, I can't remember. Yeah. I think you all got you all got a inverted commons
0: wish. Yes. I got I know I got a Vorpal sword, so that's cool. Yeah, that that, that you didn't get that from Zariel. <laughs> no, 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 that came from my actual devil daddy. Yeah. Algath. Um, just a heads up, if in Tyranny, when we get to the fight with, with, with Tiamat, yeah. if, Kla- if Kla'ath makes an appearance, which I'm, I'm hoping he does, because I want to bring that boy back, if he doesn't get to chop off one of Tiamat's heads, one, I'll be incredibly sad. Like, we've got, we got a crit it's, roll, it's a awful sword.
1: It doesn't, doesn't work on...
0: I think we can bend the rules. I think we can, I think we can bend the rules. It's also, um, it's because...
1: Unfortunately, that's not his story.
0: Okay, fine. If he does come <sighs> to fight him, if he does come to help and, and Matty, he will, the one character. Okay, good. The one character who is, um, is devout to, to, Oh, yeah. is around Kla- and, and hates Clath because Kla'ath beat him every single step of the way in trying to save Elturel yeah. he will absolutely watch Matty pray to Zariel and try and summon her fail and then just summon her <laughs> himself <laughs> he will do that that will happen yeah I just want um, you to be aware so you can balance accordingly for that fight yeah don't don't because oh, right. we will have an angel on our side
1: yeah
0: um yeah, so anyway, the point is, we, we went hard on the conflict. Were there any points during it that you were like, okay, this is, this is bad, this could de- derail the campaign, or this could really put a, put a spanner in the works? Not really. Partly Because I, mean, I, I trust you two so much.
1: But if we've played together that long, we've, we've got yeah. that advantage. But yeah. um, like I can see how certain bits will be worrying to either people who, uh, if you're playing with people you're not as familiar with, um, or you're just not as experienced with sort of the group you're with. Um, but yeah, I don't think I got worried at any point because I was always like, well, they both want to play the game. They're not mm-hmm. trying to fuck the game up. So mm-hmm. I don't need to worry because if it starts going that way, all I have to do is go,
0: hey (laughs) rain it in boys (laughs) yeah Um, yeah well i think that's a really a really key point a really interesting point is that like you have to have a level of comfort to do this properly and do it right and yeah that's not just the two characters that's that's the whole party because i think you know we were playing with someone who wasn't um they were basically new to the game basically yeah like but the, we, this we was 11 had...
1: sessions in for them
0: yeah god that's that's a red flag to me even now um but like i, I know that she uh said so grace was the was the player and she um she, we had a great we all had great relationships with her and because of that she was okay with it all and there were times when i checked in with her as well and i was like hey are you okay with the fact that me and Wes are basically trying to kill each other, and she was like, "Yeah," and I was like, "That's not normal, Grace. That's not normal D and D." She was like, "No, I, no, I've realised that." And I was like, "Okay, are you okay?" She was like, "Yeah, it's fun to watch," and I was like, "Okay." <laughs> well, it
1: was. It was. Precise, it was precisely good to watch because it was a good story. It wasn't just, you know, it wasn't just you two fighting over against the fucking magic item.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, there was, there were actual stakes and reasoning
0: behind it. Yeah. So. There's, there's a few points there. It's like, make sure everyone's okay with it. Make sure it's entertaining and thought out and is a story and not just for the sake of it, um, but also be prepared to, to have those conversations about yeah. it all the time. Like, all the time. So, like, we, a more recent example
1: mm. was, was, was Orlo. And that <laughs> one we had to deal with in a slightly different way, didn't we?
0: Yes, we did. Um, one of the ways we had to deal with that was by buying everyone in the party dice to say, I'm so sorry, all those such a twat. Uh, <laughs> but where did we get those dice from, James? I mean, I can only think of one place only. And, and Would that be the UK provider of D&D dice to the world yeah, everywhere? Of, of the finest of qualities. Um, We're, of course, talking about the dice dungeon. Yes, of which I have a whole case full of their dice. <laughs> I, I, so Ben and Dave haven't seen this, but James has this wonderful carry case that like is like, it's like a briefcase of dice and you open it and it's like when you open the briefcase in Hot Fuzz and the, and the, the light shines out of it. Like it is, that is Hot Fuzz, not Hot Fuzz. Is it? No, um, Quentin Tarantino. It's, well, Hot Fuzz is not the right film. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. And it's, it's uh, the one with Samuel Jackson in it. Oh! Uh, oh, this is going to really annoy me.
1: The one with John Travolta as
0: well. What's it called, James? Come on! Don't Google it. We oh, someone shouting this at their at their yeah. podcast platform of choice. Um, Pulp Fiction. Is it Pulp Fiction? Pulp Fiction. Yes, I'm pretty sure that's the film. I mean, if that's now not the film with the briefcase in, then I'll be annoyed. But yeah, it's like that moment from that very iconic film that we forgot the name of. Yeah. Um. It's wonderful. So if you too want wonderful dice that um, shine like everything ever would in the universe made of pure joy and wonderfulness, then head over to the Dice Dungeon website. There's a link in the description below. You can have a look at their resin dice uh, if you want a cheaper range. They've got premium dice made of metal, made of stone, made of glass, made of pretty much everything you could ever want to make dice out of, to be honest with you. Uh, But they also sell things like D&D books, uh, adventures, encyclopedias. Right now you can grab uh, a pre-order for the new Dragonlance campaigns Slash module that's coming out, which I have not read anything about. I've not seen any of the details. I've got mine on pre-order. I'm quite excited to dive into Me it. Too, then. Me um, too. So that'll be good fun. It's just because it says dragon in the title. Uh, <laughs> they've also got things like dice rolling trays and 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 calendars for the holiday. And of course, they too will be at Dragon Meet on Saturday, the 3rd of December. Now, unlike James and I, um, and Dave, by the way, if you've been listening, Dave's going to be there too. Um, they're not going to be wandering around aimlessly trying to find people that recognise them. They're actually going to have a booth and a stall. So uh, go and check out the website, go and check out their Discord. They have a Dice Dungeon Discord. Or if you're on the WeSpeakcom Discord, you can you can chat to them on there too because they they mill about they're they're amongst the commoners. Then, um, ask them where they're going to be. Go and find them. Go and say hello. Buy some wonderful dice. I know for a fact I'm going to have to pry James away at some point. Um, and likely and, my wallet as well. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to I'm going to have to put like a timer on how long you're allowed to stand and pick <laughs> dice up. <laughs> Go and check them out. They're wonderful guys. Uh, and if you want to get 10% off your entire online order, use the code WESPEAKCOMMON at checkout. The other way to help with bid party conflict, of course, is to make sure you're describing it beautifully, which James did a wonderful job as when I was trying to kill my best friend. Uh, and to do that, you could use a service like Describe. D-S-C-R-Y-B, com on the end. That's the website. As always, there's a link in the description below. They've got professional creative writers doing all of the hard work for you, describing scenes, monsters, um, Hate places, people, spells, things to read as a player. As you kill your best friend, things to play as a DM when your best friend dies. All that good stuff that we do in D anD D every day, but written by actual language people, linguists. Is that what you That's call them? That's the word. Ben. I thought that before I said it, and I <laughs> didn't want to commit to it in case it was wrong. Oh, it's just like but I have should have ben, just gone ben for it. Dig, dig, dig this hole. <laughs> I should have just I should have just gone straight for it and been confident. Uh, actual linguists. There's about 500 scenes available for you to look at right now for free. Um or if you want to you, su- you can subscribe and you get access to everything. It's uh, 10% off your uh, every month for the first 2 years if you use the code common at checkout. So if you subscribe, use the code common, 10% off every single month for the first two years that that subscription is active. Uh, and of course, by using those codes with both of our partners, you're supporting this show and this network. So that's always great too. Um, Orlo. Yes. <sighs> My wizard that I play in hey, Tyranny. He's your longest running character realistically, I think, as well. Um, y- uh, yes, if you count the fact that he was an NPC for a while, he wasn't a player for a while. He was just like yeah. in the background, not doing anything for a while. Um, in terms of character level, him and Clath are—he's just behind Clath. Clath's level fifteen, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. So, um, in terms of like, in terms of playtime, yeah, longest running. Yeah. In terms of level, not so much. Yeah. Uh, but we also run on milestones, so who knows? I could be completely off base with that. Yeah, he is an interesting character. Um, going through some stuff. Uh, thought he was the savior of the universe. <laughs> Got told by a bunch of dragons that he's a fool and probably not. Yeah, realized he's devoted his life to something that might not be true. Now wants to prove it with every fiber of his being because otherwise his life was pointless. Um, and so will do anything to prove it, uh, which is a folly because we all know it's not him
2: we all, we all know
0: we all know it's not him and i'm terrified of what that's going to do to him but he's turned into a bit of a well i mean i'll say he's turned into a bit of a knob but also he he will just like he'll just tell people how it is and he doesn't care and he started to have conflict with sam's character matty yeah which was which was fine to begin with Um. But it turned into a point where, because of the way Matty came into the party, he's not been around for very long. He's a new character. Uh, he's not so much new anymore. But he, he, in terms of like the group dynamic, he is—he's uh, the newest, and not for very much longer, Dave. Um, <laughs> just saying, watch your back. But um, he, all over very much, is like if I have to get rid of this kid, I'll get rid of him. Like, yeah. I, like I will do anything because he's turning dark side that's his story but I think I came to you and I said like I feel like it's just not fun yeah which is it's a really that's a again we said it before it's a really good key marker of things yeah. aren't but going right
1: if you're just not having fun as well notice there this this is like contrary to what you'd expect it's the, I hesitate to use a phrase but it's the person playing the problem character mm, yeah is the one having the problem
0: yes yeah <laughs> yeah so i'm going my character's a problem and it's not fun for me not other people yeah um and i think the others were fine with it the they others were. were like they were like oh yeah is an absolute arsehole but we like it like let's see where it goes but i'm coming away feeling like shit yeah. <laughs> like 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 just a bad person um and I think what I said to you was, I'm going to cough quickly. <clears throat> but I think what I said to you was something like, he needs to have someone pull his head out of his ass and make him realise that he can't go on the way he's going on. Yeah. And I think
1: what was quite good is when, when we discussed it, we sort of talked about how he got there. Mm. And then like what, what the underlying issues were. And then we sort of had to think about how we, how we could solve that.
0: Um, Yeah, because it was very much a situational thing. Like, the reason he was the way he was, or is, I suppose, in a way, is because of his point of view of the scenarios that have happened in-game. Like, if you put another character and run them through how Orlo feels, they'd be like, but that's not how it is. Yeah, And that's not the point. That's not how he sees it. And so that was the issue.
1: Yeah, because Orlo is very much, at least from my point of view, is at the point where... uh, his the logic side of his brain is mm.
0: yeah it's it's on for for lots of things but for that thing it's not switched on <laughs> no his emotional side takes over which yeah. is very much a me thing i didn't realize how much i'd baked into that but anyway yeah. um i very much have two brains ever logical and emotional yeah but yeah so it it got to the point where we were talking about how we give him a bit of a reality awakening um because the other thing was that with with Matty, the the relationship or lack thereof, one just became they didn't like each other. There was no substance to it. There's no reason they were just yeah. dicks to each other. And I was like, I just feel like we're being dicks to each other. <laughs> like there's no story there. Yeah. Which is what Drell and Clath had. Um. Which is why I think that was so key. Is is to that success. Yeah. We um. I don't I don't know how much you want to say or how much I want to say because I know that Sam listens to these podcasts but I think what I said to you and I'm okay with saying this is that I wanted I still wanted to follow that path of always a bad person now like yeah. he's got to the point where he'll do anything he will dominate people and break them read their thoughts and you know scar them by yeah. interrogating them in nasty ways to get information just so he can get the job done quickly oh there's five people to save just let them work it out themselves. We've got a job to do is like his new point of view. Yeah, And he still very much doesn't trust Matty. And I think as much as Matty doesn't trust him, but the, the, the thing I said to you was he needs to move into a position where he can be friendly with everybody and they can like him or tolerate him and just not constantly hate each other. But then in private, in that universe that I call dramatic irony and everyone else calls metagaming in that place where every player can see the scene that Orlo's having but their characters can't, that's where his true colours out come out. And that's where he's manipulative and that's where he's evil. So the players know or- Orlo's not a good person and Orlo has plans that are only important to him. But our characters don't know that. And to our characters he's lovely and they're all getting on. So we can have a good inter-party kind of relation. Yeah. Which in itself is a hard thing to do, James. Yeah, I,
1: I had to think long and hard about how we were going to do that one.
0: What were your questions, queries, worries and concerns? Well, it was, it was just more of... because I
1: think it's partly of where it came. You're like mm. in the middle of the Misty Forest in a <laughs> really not important village... And it was like, who the
0: fuck is going to actually have this conversation with all <laughs> of Yeah, because Wesley's character tried, but being a drow, their morality was very all over the place. Yeah, it did not really work. And then it was like, well, I would do it with this person,
1: but that wouldn't make sense for them to pop up at this place. Yeah. Um, I won't take the person because I might yeah, use them later. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, when, he, when he digresses again. Yeah. Um
1: and it was but just kind of depressors. like well I've got this person who's around and I think I think we spoke about um Al. The possibility of Al doing it, yeah. yeah. Just because they were like, you know, he's leader, you were kind of a leader. Um and obviously I knew there was things in Al's backstory which which kind of related, although now obviously you know the truth that they technically don't relate. But <laughs> <laughs> mm. um it works. It, it did work. And they just kind of had a one-on-one conversation. And, you know, it wasn't, knew- it wasn't like a telling off. It was a kind of a look, you, you've got a job to do and you need these people to do it. You don't have to like them, but you need them yeah. to be willing. It to- was,
0: the best way I can describe it was like a, a, a CEO talking to one of their managers and being like, you're not meant to be friends with your staff. They work for you. And you are their leader, and you guide them. But your and job, and you go home at night, and you have friends outside of work. Yeah,
1: but also your job is a damn sight easier if your employees like you.
0: Yeah, exactly. Also, Olo doesn't go home and have friends outside of work; he just has work. Yeah. Um. So yeah, and I, I don't know. I mean, we'll see how it goes. We we've, we've still got a long way to to travel down that journey, but that was a point where the interparty conflict was just. Not the one, no. not what, we, what, what you want. Um, but it's the same as
1: if, if one person is not having fun, there's something not right.
0: Yeah, definitely. And that's a, great, that's a great point and a great line to take away from this episode for all D&D, let alone this one, where we're talking about something that can be yeah. difficult for other people to enjoy. Yeah. Um, okay, let's wrap up with our recap quick fire things to think about if you're running or you've come into a situation where there's interparty conflict so let's say someone has come to us and said my players are fighting they don't like each other what do you think are the key things to take away from this episode
1: well the, the single most key thing which can which has kept coming up is the is the communication
0: mm-hmm. but when
1: you look at each of our examples the reason it's worked so well is because we're always in constant communication about it, whether that's before and after a game or as with Bradley's example, literally in the middle, just go and hang on a minute. Are we all good? Yeah. (laughs) And and I think that's that. And I feel like I say this every time I come on, (laughs) it's just talking to everybody.
0: But it's, it's one of those things that I think people forget, like, you're playing a game with friends. Yeah. And if you're not ha- like you should be able to talk to your friends. Like it's a little bit different if you're at a I don't know a a, a store and you're doing a, a a just a session in a store, but then I don't think these kinds of situations are going to come up in those games because they're not as deep and connected.
1: Yeah. You are going to have the fights over who gets that magic item. And at the end of the day that's that's people being dicks.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why we don't play adventurously, league. Yeah. Um because you never know who you're going to get. I like, to, I like to well craft my party of players <laughs> over years and years have, of indoctrination. <laughs> we, 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 you have moulded us. <laughs> Fantastic. I am a master manipulator. Uh, I think for me, yes, communication 100% is key. The other one is that line about making sure everyone's enjoying, everyone's having fun, not just those involved. Um, making sure the DM can run it, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, and then have my third and final point. Have a story. Oh, yeah. To oh it. Have a story. Have a story to it. My third and final is um, just be open, I think is the best way to phrase it. That kind of encapsulates everything I think and feel about this topic. Yeah. You have to be open to any and all possibilities and seeing where it goes you have to be open to the fact that at some point it might cross a line and people go actually we need to stop doing this and suddenly you need to change some big dynamics yeah. you have to be open to the fact that you might end up killing each other if that's a, a you know if that's a possibility that you talk about that or a character um, has to walk away and, and either from yeah. the situation
1: or just leave the party
0: yeah and and that that doesn't mean a player that means a character because at the end of the day again yeah. we're all friends we're not our characters as much as we like to pretend to be. And sometimes stories just end in... Well, they don't always end where you want them to. Sometimes you leave a group of people and get eaten by a dinosaur. Yeah. You know? Sometimes that happens. Sometimes That's a, life. a red dragon pops up and then you, you have a fight and it gets to end 4
1: HP and then you spend the entire night just with the number 4 bouncing around your head...
0: i'm not even sorry i knew that was going to come up at some point in this episode and and i'm not even sorry and you know what that is the point that we end it. i think before we start having conflict uh Look, if you've got thoughts, if you've got questions about anything we've talked about today, I love to hear them. James love to hear them. Let's get into it. You can join us on the WeSpeak Speak Commons server right now, completely for free. If you head to the description below, there's a link for it. There's a link for everything in the description, everything you'd ever need or want in life ever. Uh, head over, join the common room as a commoner and have a chat with us uh, in the episode discussion section about what's going on with inter-party conflict and how you think and feel about this stuff and as always if you want to get complete access to everything on the discord server if you want to be in behind the scenes if you want to know where and when episodes are coming out you want to be a part of deciding what's coming in the new year yes there are plans for things whether they'll actually happen or not who bloody knows but we're talking about it come and join us we do events we play games we watch films we do all the good stuff you get all of that by joining the patreon guess where the link for that is, James. I'm going to guess it's in the description. No, it's on all of our social media pages. Oh. It, has, it, is, it is also in the description. <laughs> um, but it is also on all of our social medias. Twitter, at we Speak Common, Instagram, at we Speak Common, Facebook, at we Speak Common Pod. If you see us on Reddit, it's probably me. And for now, I think that is it. Don't forget, we will be at Dragon Meet December 3rd, Saturday, in London. If you're coming, let me know. Tweet at we Speak Common, Message me on the Discord server. Tag me in it tell me and we will see each other and I will give you a fist bump that's a promise and a guarantee James thank you very very much for uh, for jumping in last minute and talking to me about making your friends hate each other no worries I'm just gonna go and check on my pet gremlin oh yeah go make sure the goblin's alive
1: yeah and most importantly hasn't uh, made a, a rather smelly mess all over the
0: living room oh, you can't avoid it goblins always do yeah see you later mate see ya bye <laughs> bye For listening to the We Speak Common podcast network. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review on your platform of choice and share us with a friend or D&D group near you. If you'd like to directly support the network and the production of new shows like the one you heard today, head to the description of this episode or our social media pages for a link to our Patreon page. You can connect with the show on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook at We Speak Common. The network theme is Street Dancing by Timecrawler82 and is held under a Creative Commons 4.0 license. You can find it on the Free Music Archive.